Good morning. Happy Marvelous Motivational Monday. This is your girl, Tanya B. Ratliff, the Purpose Midwife, coming to you on today with a new installment of Coffee Talks. Listen, you already know how we do it. I want you to grab your coffee, your pen, and your journal. Sit back and prepare for what's up next. Let's get brewing. Glory to God, we are back and we are ready to get started with today's episode of Coffee Talks. We are so elated on today. We have with us in the studio none other than author, speaker, and workshop facilitator, Kimberly Spruill, yes, yes, we are just on tiptoe anticipation to have an opportunity to sit down and have some dialogue with Kimberly about her new book, Graced for Purpose. All of you that follow me, that are connected to me, you know that purpose is one of my big, big babies. So I am really anxious to talk with Kimberly and listen to some of her ideologies, listen to uh, her reasoning and what led her to write a book on purpose. Listen, in the month of April and May, we are going to interview authors and have them talk about their latest project, what inspires them to write, how did they get started. We will also be interviewing five-fold ministry leaders in the month of May. Yes, we are going to be talking about the topic after this. So we will have several prophetic voices that will come on in the month of May and we will literally begin to sit down and dialogue about the topic after this in relation to COVID-19. So this is what I want you to do. Sit back and relax. Prepare your hearts. Open your ears. Open your spirit as we welcome none other than author Kimberly Spruill. Well, hello, hello, hello. We are back, everybody, and I am super excited on today. I have with me today, sitting in the studio, none other than author, speaker, and workshop facilitator, Miss Kimberly Spruill. We want to welcome her on today to Coffee Talks Empowerment Podcast. Welcome, 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 Miss Kimberly. Me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's get started. I know my listeners are curious. They're anxious to uh, hear about uh, your your book. They're anxious to hear about how you uh, arrived at writing this book on purpose. They want to hear about all the things that you're doing currently. And so we will go ahead and get started. So who is Kimberly Spruill? Who is Kimberly Spruill? So, um, I am, and I got a list of things. I'm a little <laughs> long-winded. Bear with me. <laughs> I 
So I am a faithful and loyal believer, a caring daughter, sister, and friend. I'm also a fun-loving, adventurous, and a joyous woman of God. I'm an humble and passionate intercessor and kingdom builder. I'm a no-nonsense, wise, relatable, and transparent author and speaker. Uh, But most importantly, a willing and a yielded vessel used to help others discover their purpose in the year. Wow. Wow, girlfriend. (laughs) Um, There were so many descriptors that I heard in that list. Uh, you, uh, intercessor. I'm an intercessor. Author. You said uh, you were author. Uh, you said you were a believer. And uh, I, I think the only one that, that I heard in your list that would not be in my list, I think I heard you say, did I say you, you said you were a sister or did you say a daughter? What'd you say? A sister. A sister. Okay. (laughs) I have no sisters or brothers. I am an only child. So when you ran down your list, probably everything in your list, I've I've been there at one point in my life, except uh, a sister or a brother. Wow. God is, is so amazing. So Kimberly, what struggles have you overcome in your life to arrive at your destined purpose? Well, I would say the one of the biggest struggles was overcoming lukewarm living. <laughs> my, That's my. a big thing. Having one foot in the church and the other foot out. Um, and being a leader at some point, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you. You know, like you, you can't serve two masters. You either going to serve me or you're not. Right. And so uh, overcoming that difficult space and being who I say I am, whether I'm in church or not, you know. Um, so I think that was a big thing for me. Um, the second thing that I had to overcome was um, I was in a domestic uh, abusive relationship. And so overcoming domestic violence, um, it was a one time thing. But that thing just literally almost took me out of here. Mm. Uh, that you know the enemy sent that to kill me but thank god i'm here so i know you know my purpose so overcoming that and then the third thing is just overcoming this desire to want to fit in and i think that's natural you know for for us we want to fit in but at the end of the day god has called us apart (laughs) you know we don't fit in we don't look like the world yes we're in the world but we are not of the world so even a young girl just knowing What's there's something different about me? I couldn't describe it. I didn't know what it was. It was, you know, put you in an uncomfortable space sometimes. But I'm like, there is something I just don't fit in with certain people. And so God was teaching me even then at a young age, discernment, <laughs> being aware of your relationships and your around surroundings. So those were, I would say, the three things that I had to overcome to uh, discover this uh, destined place of my purpose. And I think. Um, something you said that was so profound that you found out early that I struggled with for a, a long period of time. Being being an only child, I always wanted to fit in. I always wanted to 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 have company. I always wanted to have a you know. It, it was just that little factor of not having anyone that that lived in the house, anyone to play right. with. And so I was always seeking and and searching and, and looking for friendship, looking for validation. And and as a result, uh, it it caused me to really get addicted to the approval of man. 
And so I went through a lot of seasons in my life where I couldn't really walk out who God called me to be because I was so worried about what they were going to say. And, yes. and so I applaud you even early on um, with with recognizing and noticing that, you know what, because I'm set apart, because there is a call and there's a purpose on my life that I have to walk different and walking different doesn't mean that I'm any better. But what it does mean right. is that I choose to live my life according to God's precepts and according to his will for my life. Yes. Glory, glory. Yes. So in your bio. You stated that you are a woman after God's own heart. So can you explain to uh, our listeners what that looks like? Because, you know, I find so many times as 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 leaders, as believers, we, we say a lot of things and and people may not understand in totality what we mean or 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 how did this term come about a woman after her own hearts? Because what I find is a lot of times and, and not talking about you just in general, we, we say a lot of things like little cliches. Well, I'm blessed and highly favored. But what does that really look like to an unbeliever? What, what does right. that look like to a person that's outside the household of faith? So how would you explain to someone, what does it mean to be a woman after God's own heart? So what that means to me is just basically being in sync with God. That's good. Being in step and in line with his will for your life. At the end of the day, like, um, even for those who are new um, to the faith, like we, we have something called free will, Right. So we can do what we want to do, but there's a consequence for that. So when you're after God's own heart, whatever his will is for your life, that's what you want for your life. Mm-hmm. So as you continue to go and, you know, bump your head and you experience these bruises and all of these and you're falling and you're stumbling, you'll get to the point where you say, you know what, God, I'm done. <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> I'm going to do things your way because clearly I'm doing things my way has not worked. And so even as you grow and you mature in the things of God, um, you'll, you'll understand that you can't live your life a certain way and experience the fullness of who God is. You just can't. Um, and so you understand that there's going to be some changes that you have to make. And then you understand that you have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, that convicts you when you're out of order, that convicts you when you get it wrong, that convicts you when you, you handle people wrongly or your thoughts are not quite aligned. And so for me, that's what that means, uh, being a woman after God's own heart. Like, everything that I do, I, I desire to please God with it. Um, and not trying to make things happen on my own. <laughs> so that's what that means to me. Amen. Glory to God. We're back. We're back. We're back. Joining us on today is none other than Arthur Kimberly Sproul. And we are having some up close and personal conversations about purpose and about being a woman of God. And so we're going to move a little bit further on today. So Miss Kimberly, you and I have a lot in common. I said that in the first segment, uh, purpose, intercessor, teacher, um, woman after God's own heart. So we have a lot in common. We both have written books on purpose. So what led you to birth your book, Graced for Purpose? 
what led me to birth my book was purely the Holy Spirit told me. I never had a desire to write a book ever. Never, never thought about it, never considered it. And um, after, you know, overcoming domestic violence and all this other kind of stuff, um, the Holy Spirit told me one afternoon, one evening, write the book. And I had an attitude. I was like, write a book. I don't want to tell these people my business. That's none of their business. Because I'm very private. <laughs> but he said, write the book. And I struggled with it for a moment. And I said, you know, getting back to being, um, you know, a woman after God's own heart. You want to do what the Lord tells you to do. That's That was my desire. And I said, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to fight this. I'm going to write this book. <laughs> because you told me to. I'm going to be obedient. But I need you to cover me in this thing. And having to you know, touch my mind and my thoughts that I'm not so overwhelmed by the opinions of others that I let that keep me from doing what I was supposed to do. So because the Holy Spirit told me to do it, that's why. <laughs> I, I truly understand and, and I can relate when um, I received numerous prophecies from really, I guess I would say 2013 up until 2016 about writing writing my life story. And I found that um, I kept making excuses. I kept putting it off. I kept avoiding it because, as you said, sometimes you really don't want to expose your your truth. You don't want to expose those ugly segments in your life. You you want to keep those hidden because you don't really want anybody to know that you had to go through that. And and so I can truly understand. I grew up in a, a home, uh, domestic violence, where I watched my parents literally um, fight day in and, and day out. And then uh, my first, my first husband, my son's dad, uh, he wasn't physically abusive, but he was, he was verbally abusive. And I found that the verbal abuse, the 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 degrading, the demeaning, uh, the the name calling, it was worse than uh, a hit because the pain of a hit will go away, but words sometimes have a lasting effect. And so I can truly understand uh, about writing that story. But also after I began to write, what I realized is in, in, in 1995, my mom passed away. She, uh, she, took, she committed suicide. She took her life. And so I realized during writing that for a span of night from 1995 up until 2016, I hadn't grieved. I hadn't properly grieved the loss of my mother almost 20 years. And it was as I began to write the book that God literally began to heal me. Wow. He began to heal me. Yes, that's good. Yeah. It heals you. And it's like, um, it frees you for like where you have been bound for those, what, 20 years. It's just like, I could imagine it was like a relief. It was a, a relief for you. Um, and that was my experience too with the book as well. Wow. So as a minister, a mentor, a workshop facilitator, what have you found to be your greatest hindrance to fulfilling purpose? Or what, what would you say the biggest deterrent is to people not walking in purpose? I would say, I would say it's the fear of submitting to the process of change. Because, <laughs> like I 
said earlier, there is no way that we can experience the fullness of who God is living any kind of way. And so with this change, everything about your life is going to change, but it's going to start in your mind with the desire to want to know. It's going to have to start in your mind. And so once your mind, your mind changes, your appetite is going to change. The things that you once entertained, you're not going to have a desire or you're not going to be able to entertain those things. So you're going to lose some stuff in this process of change. Some things are going to fall off. Relationships, people are going to leave your life. People are going to betray you. They're going to walk out on you. But that is a part of the process. And so a lot of times people can't see, well, I know I need to change, but how can I get past this point? How am I going to change my relationship? How am I going to get out of this? And so they're thinking that in their own strength, they can do it, but they can't. You have to have the help of the Holy Spirit in order for this this change and this transformation to take place. So experiencing what seems like isolation, experiencing um, what seems like, um, you know, just being by yourself. Some people are not comfortable being by themselves. That used to be me. I'm going to get you exactly where I want you. Your mama can't help you. Your sister can't help you. That Nobody can help you with this. You're going to have to go through this process, but I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you, but you've got to be willing to go through the process. You've got to be willing to go through the purging. You're going to get cut up. <laughs> You're going to get cut up, but you've got to be willing to go through this process. And so just getting out of that space of familiarity, what is comfortable being able to leave that, all of what you knew, all of what you know, being able to leave that behind and walk forward in what God has for you. It takes courage and it takes faith. So I believe that it's the fear of submitting to this this process of change is why people don't walk in their purpose. You just took us to church. <laughs> we can pass the offering container. But you you said something so so pivotal. And, and as you were talking about people not be not being willing to submit to change, I, I'm reminded of the first time I heard the quote, change is a process, not an event. People mm. don't understand that change happens over time. Yes. And, and so yes. I, I know uh, even now, as, as we are all um, dealing with uh, the effects of, of COVID-19, I'm like, okay, God, there have been so many shifts uh, that that have happened. I I find myself where I was working a full-time job. I came out of retirement and uh, didn't work for three years. And then I went back um, to to work nannying. And and now as a result of COVID-19, what I thought was going to be just two weeks of not working has now come back to where God says, no, baby, it's time to go back to full-time ministry. So I find myself like, Picking up the pieces all over again, like, okay, so now it's like literally my whole mindset has to shift back to now where, okay, daily, what, what do I have to do? I mean, when I tell you this is, you know, while while people are talking about, well, A, B, Where people are talking about A, B, C, D, and E. I'm just like, Lord, help me get a grip. Right. You said, do what? what I, <laughs> okay, God. And, 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 and God told me a few, a few months ago before the pandemic broke out. He said, and, and you know how God will say something to you? Uh-huh. 
But but when you get the entire understanding of what he's saying, he said to me a few months ago, I need you to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I just said, (laughs) okay, God. And so here we are in our what fifth, sixth week of of COVID-19. And so God has flipped my world upside down and what used to be normal, what used to be is is no more. And and right. he said, girlfriend, I need you to get a grip because that season is over. Mm. I said, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I pray you are enjoying our interview on today with none other than author Kimberly Spruill. When I tell you we are having church in here on today, as we go a little bit deeper and we get to know Miss Kimberly a little bit better, Kimberly, can you tell us as an author, where do you draw your inspiration to write? Lately, I've been drawing inspiration from um, just really just seeking God on what it is that you want me to write in regard to not writing as far as writing a book at the moment, but like writing like Facebook posts and stuff. So seeking God, what is it that you want me to release today? And most times it's what the people are burdened with. Mm -hmm. And so that's been um, inspiration. And then for what's to come. Uh, that inspiration will be from like my own personal, you know, life experiences. And so um, like this whole thing about singleness, you know, people think that, or a lot of women, men too, that this is a cursed time. But I'm like, man, when you think about it, the, the time that you have just to do whatever it is that you want to do, you don't necessarily have to consider a spouse. You know, if I want to be in here all day worshiping, then guess what? I can. I don't have to get permission if I want to go to a conference or whatever. So this is the time to discover who you are, number one, because no person, no thing can complete you. We're supposed to already be completing Christ. Um, and then two, um, you know, going back to school, writing the book, starting the, the business, whatever those things are that you need to do, this is the time to do it. Because you'll have other challenges that can possibly arise in marriage that, you know, can cause some things to be delayed, and even with children. So that's where I get my inspiration from. Wow. So what do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment? Okay. So as I was preparing for this, um, I would say... Naturally, my greatest accomplishment would be graduating from law school and passing the Louisiana bar. I think that would be um, my greatest accomplishment. But when we think about spiritually, I think it would be, of course, you know, relationship with Jesus Christ and discovering my purpose, period. (laughs) Because you can have all of these things, you can have all of these accomplishments, but there is a sense of fulfillment. It's so rewarding when you know why you are here and you're operating in it daily, yes. even when you don't feel like it, or even when you feel like you're behind. I feel like discovering that, um, despite having that degree and despite practicing law for about four years, that that just wasn't my purpose. Right. But like I was passionate about this, and so the Lord shifted me over into the classroom 
And so now, um, just knowing that I'm here to help others discover their purpose, to be a light um, in the world, I think that is the ultimate <laughs> accomplishment. Amen. So what's next on your bucket list? Uh, so bucket list? I think on my bucket list, one of the things that I want to do, um, this has nothing to do with writing, but um, skydiving. <laughs> I'm adventurous, so skydiving. Um, and then the next thing would be I want to go to Dubai. I've been wanting to go there for years. And then the last thing, another thing on my bucket list would be to um, create my own worship album. And have like my own band. Yes, I want to do. I will do that. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I want to do those things. Um, and then, like in regard to the book, um, just creating more collaborations, uh, creating products where you know I help people discover who they really are. You know, not who anybody said you are, but who you are at your core. And so forcing people or helping them to go through this process, it's ugly. <laughs> it's ugly. You got to peel off these layers. It's not easy, but we definitely have to do it. So creating products um, that will help women get through that phase of discovery in their life. Um, yeah. That's that's amazing that you said that because when I retired in, in 2016, um, the whole purpose, the purpose of midwife, um, all of that came about because I wandered around from 2005 until literally um, 2010. Mm. God had said, behold, I put my words in your mouth. You'll speak what I tell you to say and you will not be afraid of their faces. But because I was not mature. I was 35, but I wasn't mature in the word. I wasn't mature enough where I heard the voice of God because I had just come out of the traditional Baptist setting, just really yeah. learning that the Bible was not a book of stories. What an amazing time we've had here today with uh, Arthur Kimberly Sproul. Before we closed out our last segment, we were talking about purpose. And I was sharing with Kimberly that when I retired, that I wrote a purpose journal. And it was to help women and men uh, unlock their purpose. And actually, even now, I'm working with uh, five women during uh, this time to revamp and revise the purpose journal. Uh, I already have it turned into a master class and it's already uploaded. Uh, but um, this is the season where some things that God called us to do in the past, he's calling us to go back and, and revisit it because we have to understand that that sometimes we... We have to be in the timing of God. And, and so I believe believe now that uh, God is going to call some of those things that we've created and that we've already done before. He's going to cause uh, multiplication and increase uh, to come upon it. But um, purpose is truly um, an area where a lot of people uh, struggle with knowing who they are and, and why God created them. So finally, before we close out today, can you tell our listeners how we can connect with you and where we can purchase your book, Graced for Purpose? 
Sure. So you can connect with me on Facebook. Um, I'm at Kimberly Sproul. That's S as in Sam, P as in Paul, R-U-I-L-L. And then you can also connect with me on Instagram at Graced, that's with a D, Graced for Purpose, um, F-O-R-P-U-R-P-O-S-E. Um, that's on Instagram. And then you can also find the book on Amazon. It's Graced with a D for Purpose. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Well, I truly believe uh, that this is the hour that that God is calling us to to go against the grain. He he's calling us uh to stand in, in righteousness, uh, to stand in truth and to just really, um, I've seen so much over these last five weeks from people that I, that I held in high regard and just to see you know, some things that have, have manifested in, in the body of Christ, uh, which allows me to know that now more than ever, that uh, as believers and as leaders, that, that we have to live a life that we are truly a, a, a in sample, not an example, because an example is outward, but an in sample where my insides match my outside. And, and so I applaud you for uh, being a young woman of God who's who's saved and who's uh, working and operating in her purpose. Because if if I had one thing to uh, change about my life, it would uh, certainly um, being able to know who God created me to be before I made 35. Because I feel like there's so much valuable time that, that, that was wasted because I was not where I needed to be. I was not mature. That's the word. I was not mature in the things of God. So we want to welcome, we want to thank you for coming on today. We are just so elated to have you. And, and once again, we want you guys to connect uh, with Kimberly. She is on Facebook. She's on Instagram, Instagram that's Grace for Purpose. You can also purchase her latest book, Grace for Purpose on Amazon. We thank you once again, woman of God, and we look forward in the future to hearing from from you with all the great and wonderful things that God is going to do in you and through you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Amen. You have any last comments or anything you want to say before we close out? I do. Um, even with this time that we have now is now more than ever is the perfect time to discover your purpose. Mm. We, have, we have no excuse. Um, don't be fearful of the process to change. It's not going to happen overnight, but make up in your mind that this is something that you have to do. Um, and you will experience just a level of fulfillment and, um, life on a different level. So, um, that's just my advice. That's my advice. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, once again, author, speaker, and workshop facilitator, Miss Kimberly Spruill today on Coffee Talks Empowerment Podcast. Guys, we want to thank you for joining us on today. And as we always say here in Coffee Land, let's get brewing.